This morning we are uh, going to be continuing a, uh, a sermon series. We're on the last couple of legs of a sermon series in, uh, in the Gospel of John. If you weren't with us last week, and I think nearly everybody was, last week, uh, if you missed anything, Jesus rose from the dead. It was great, great news on Easter Sunday. And uh, for these next couple of weeks, we are going to look uh, at the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus in the Gospel of John, finishing out our look at this Gospel Because the incredible hope of Christianity is that Jesus uh, isn't a savior in a tomb, but that he is a living savior who ministers by his real presence to each of us uh, here and now. And so if you're willing and able, please stand for the reading of God's word. Our reading today is from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord Jesus. When they saw the Lord, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true, and it's given to us in love. Maybe see it. Dave, I have a question for you. I promise it's not a trick question. I promise. When you left church last Sunday, what did you go home to do? He went home. He had a feast. Uh, did anybody else have a feast? What did you do, Matt? You had a feast of ham. Dave had a feast. Matt didn't just have a feast. He had a feast of ham. Isn't that amazing? We came to church last week, and we celebrated the resurrection of our Savior. But that wasn't the case for the disciples. That morning, they had heard that Jesus was not in the grave. So as we pick up this passage, we find 
that it was the same day that Jesus had arose from the grave that the disciples were locked in a room. And they weren't locked in that room because they was happy. They weren't locked in that room because they were feasting on ham. They were not locked in that room because they were enjoying the fellowship of family. They were locked in this room because they were wondering what us going to do now. What is going to happen to us now? We have, they, they were concerned about those that were in authority. They, if they killed Jesus, now maybe they're looking for us. They're, they're concerned that, that we gave up everything we had to follow him. Amen. We gave up our professions. We left our family. We left our homes. And here we are. Everything that we put our hope in, it ain't looking good for us. Now they hear Jesus is not in the grave. And Mary is talking about he is risen. Y'all, they had a reason to be in the room. They had a reason to be fearful. But in the midst of that room, something happened. In the room, room locked, Jesus appears in that room. He appears in that room. I don't want to go off too far, but if we're in a room with the door locked and we know that the door is locked, we locked it so nobody could get in. Amen. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jesus appears. Amen. Listen, can you imagine that there must have been greater fear in the room? Because they were, they were concerned about, you know, all these other things. And now the one that they betrayed, listen, the one that they turned their back on, the one that they left when he got arrested, he shows up in the room. I'm wondering... They must have been wondering what Jesus is going to say to us. Amen. What is Jesus going to do to us? Because after all, when the enemies came at him, we left him. Yes. What did Jesus say when he went in the room? Peace be with you. He's letting them know, hey, 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 don't. Y'all got it. Don't get upset. Don't be worried. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Y'all, aren't you glad that in all, out of all the times in our life that we have turned away from Jesus, that whenever he comes, whenever he shows up, he brings his peace? It, it may not always look like peace, but it's peace. It's peace because there is an end result that he's after. It's peace. So he says to them, peace be with you. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. He don't want them to mistake who he is. It's me. Look at my hands. I was on the cross. Look at my side. Here's, here's where I was pierced. He wants them to, be, 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 to know that this ain't no ghost. This is no figment of your imagination. 
This, this is not by chance. Everybody's having this illusion. He wants them to know this is me in living color in flesh and blood. He wants them to see this is me. This, hey, 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 hey. Y'all remember that stuff I said before they put me on the cross? Y'all remember that, that destroyed this temple in three days? I, hell, this is what he said. This is me. I, listen, I'm true to my word. So he shows them this. And what happens to the disciples? They're glad. Y'all, I, I don't know. It seems like every time I intend to tell a story about my daddy, he happens to be in the room. So it's perfect. It's perfect. About 25 years ago, um, I was getting ready. And I actually enrolled in the police academy. And when I got to the police academy, um, they gave us a list, a whole sheet of additional items that we would have to purchase. Young, married, man, out of, freshly out of the military, listen to this, with zero dollars in my pocket. They gave me this list, and when I looked at the list, I began to calculate in my mind. I said if it was $5, I did not have it. Are, are y'all listening to me? But on that list was more than $5 worth of stuff, over $1,000 worth of stuff. And I didn't have the money. It was the first day of class. And when they gave us the sheet, they said, you have until tomorrow to get all of this. If you don't have this, do not come back tomorrow. So when I got out of class that evening, I called Sonia and said, I'll be home tomorrow. And I hung up the phone with Sonia, and I called my daddy. Because he told me these words. He says, at the end of the first day, call me. I want to know how it goes. So I called him. He said, son, how did it go? I said, I'll be home tomorrow, dad. He said, what's wrong? I said, I got a whole bunch of stuff that I need. And they said, if you don't have it, don't come back. So happily, my, my, my father says to me, he said, son, I was over in Gainesville. He said, do me, do me a favor. He says, I know you. Because you said you'll come home tomorrow, you'll get in the car and you'll drive home tonight. He said, do me a favor. Promise me this, that you will not leave until in the morning. I said, yes, sir, I, I'll, I'll spend the night. I said, but daddy, I'm going to get up and I'm going to be home by 7 a.m. So I got up at about 5.30. I walked out of my cousin's house and in the driveway was sitting my daddy. Are, are y'all listening to me? In, in the driveway was sitting my daddy who said, let me see the list. Listen, so, so what I'm saying is that Jesus showed up in the room. He says, I know what you've done to me. Listen, listen, but I want to offer you some peace. 
that, that, there was some joy when he said peace unto them. What I'm trying to tell you, there was some joy when I saw my daddy. That, there was some joy when he said, let's go back in the house. We go back in the house and we eat breakfast and we wait till the stove's open so we can go. So listen, Jesus shows up. He, he knows that they're trouble. He knows that they're pain. He knows all that they're going through. He shows up to offer them peace. And when he shows up, offers them peace, guess what happens? There was joy. Does anybody get joy when they feel the presence of the Lord? Is there gladness? When you begin to think how he came to you, how he rescued you, how he showed up for you, how he made a way, is there any joy or gladness that's connected to that? So here it is, here it is, here it is. Next verse says, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Wow. Now, when we're looking for people to give assignments to, you're not going to give. What, 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 what qualified them to be sent on an assignment? What qualified them? Listen, prior to Jesus saying that, what qualified them to be on? Nothing. They weren't even there. It, look, at Jesus' darkest hour, at, at the darkest moment, he wasn't even there. Jesus shows up to them, offers them peace, and says, as the Father sends me, I am sending you. I'd have been like, huh? Listen, listen I, I want us to see that we don't qualify for stuff, but God gives it to us anyway. Amen. These men were not qualified to be the ones to carry the gospel. None of us are. What makes us qualified is the next sentence right here. He says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Ghost. Listen, he's given them something that, that they did not have. He's given them a new heart. He's given them a new mind. He's teaching them something, y'all. He's given them something that was going to help them do the thing that God had already assigned for them to do. He says, as the Father sends me, so I send you. And he breathed on them and, and, and said to them, receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. That, that is something. It is something that he walks in. He, he takes the unqualified men, the men who, who deserted him, the men who, I'm sorry, man, the men who were, were out of place and gives them an assignment. Watch this, y'all. That's going to change the world. I don't know about y'all. Y'all y'all looking at me a little funny, but them ain't the guys I would have picked. Hello? If I had to pick preachers, I wouldn't be in the top trillion. I'm telling you the truth. I, I don't know how you feel. I, don't, I, I feel wholly unqualified to stand here and give somebody words that will change their lives. I feel, un, I feel unqualified. I don't feel like I've done anything. I don't feel like I, I've walked a certain way. I don't feel like I've talked a certain way. I don't feel like if you had to, to, to grab somebody that I should be the person. 
But if something happens, when he comes up and he gives you this peace and he says, receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes in your life and those that can't begin to do. Those that should not, those that don't look like it. Don't y'all know that God can take a drunk and make him a preacher? He can take a prostitute and give her the words that will change somebody's life. So what I need us to understand, y'all, we ain't ain't got to be qualified. There's something that he gives us. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. They received it. Y'all, guess what? They were going to be, they was going to speak life to folk. As the Father sends me, so am I sending you. When Jesus was on earth, what was he able to do? Heal the sick, raise the dead, open blinded eyes. Guess what, y'all? Guess what they were going to be able to do? Yo, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. They was going to be able to do this. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he tells them, you know, hey, I want to go past this really quick because I'm, uh, whoever you forgive, they are forgive. They are forgiven. And, and if, you, if you withheld any sins, they are withheld. Let me tell y'all something. Me, not Dave, not anybody else. Got the power to forgive anybody. Somebody should have said amen. amen. You know why? Because we're in need of forgiveness. Amen. amen. So, so what he's doing here is, is that when you are received in the church, you know, just like we just received these people into the church, listen, we just welcomed them into the family of God. And what we're saying to them, your sins haven't been forgiven because God has, you have received Christ in your heart. Amen. That is all. That is all. And listen, listen, even in our church vows, we ask you to live a life that's, that's, that's producive for somebody who's met Jesus. Amen. 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 So, so, so listen, there, there's no power. I, I want to make sure that we don't leave here saying that we're, we're able to forgive people of their sins because we're not. Well, the only reason we're able to even say what we say is because of what God has already done. Amen. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sin and he rose with all power in his hands. Amen. So that, that, that's, that's, that's the picture that I want us to get there. Now, here's what I want to. I want to, come on, I want to finish. I want to finish. Here. Now, they seen him. Verse 24 says, Now Thomas was one of the twelve, called twin, and was not with them when Jesus came and said to the other disciples, they said, to, they told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger in the marks and place my hand in his side, I will never believe. That's, that's a powerful thing. Unless I see it. Y'all can say what you want to say. I, I got to believe. He was like, well, where y'all get this from? We got it from Mary. Y'all got it from Mary? Do you know the reputation of Mary? Y'all running around here telling, y'all, telling stuff that Mary say? Do y'all know what kind of woman Mary is? You, you know, there's some people, you, you, you can take something from them, but you dare not repeat it. Because, look, look, their word don't mean much. So here it is. Thomas says, hey, y'all can say what you want to say. Unless I get to see it, unless I can put my finger in them marks, I will never believe. So what he is saying, don't tell me that no more. 
He, what he's saying is, I don't care how you word it, how you change the word, I will never believe it unless I myself, unless I am the one that is able to put my hands in those marks. Y'all, that is something to be so headstrong that nobody can tell us anything. It, it had to be no small noise about the fact that the grave of Jesus was empty. I mean, it's eight days later. It ain't, it ain't just like one day. It's, it's some eight days later. I mean, they're telling him. They're telling him this. So I'm assuming this time has passed by. So as he's getting this message, he, said, he don't want to believe it. Everybody, get, listen, I, I said this a couple of months ago in a, a sermon. If we heard somebody in this city who was dead and buried, were raised up, Listen, they, not, not just that they died at the hospital and they got resuscitated at the hospital, but I'm talking about they was dead. I'm talking about we done came together, we done had a funeral. They're in the casket. They ain't, they, they ain't still in the casket. They're in the cemetery. They're in the grave. And that person gets up, and I hear that he had Maple Street biscuits, he eating biscuits. Guess where I'm going? I'm going to Maple Street. Why? Because I want to see him. Amen. So what I'm saying to Thomas is, Thomas, you mean to tell me that all the noise, I'm using my spiritual imagination now, all the noise about Jesus, and you ain't going to believe it? That you, you will say, I got to do this, I got to touch it myself? I will never believe. Look at the next verse. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. I want us to know something. I need to say this. You can try to lock the doors on Jesus if you want to. He's going to show up. Hello? He gonna, listen, you can lock the doors, you can close the windows. If we close the doors and lock the windows in this place, if he wants to come in here, he's going to show up, show out, and everybody's going to know he's in the room. So we can't lock Jesus out. That ought to help somebody when they're when they about to do something that they ain't got no business doing. You ever got ready to do something? You say, I hope nobody ain't watching. Jesus is watching. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. He shows up again. He provides them some comfort. He lets them, hey, 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 hey. The same way I came last time, I'm coming this way again. The same, I came in peace, I'm coming in peace again. So this time, let's look at the next verse. This is good. This time, verse 27 says, Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hand. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Listen, do not disbelieve, but believe. So Jesus shows up in this room, 
and goes to the one who don't believe. He shows up in the room. He don't want to address nobody else. Scripture says he looks at Thomas and said, bam. Bring me your hand. Don't, don't, don't know, don't know if, if, if Thomas touched it because he fell down. Guess what he said? Thomas asked him, my Lord and my God. Listen, because when Jesus shows up, y'all, you, ain't nobody got to tell you that Jesus is in the room. When Jesus does something in your life, y'all, ain't nobody got to tell you that was Jesus. You know for yourself who it was. So here it is. Here it is. He shows up, he goes, and he meets Thomas right in the midst of his fears, right in the midst of his doubt and unbelief. Aren't you glad that he will meet you right where you are? Aren't you glad that you're not going to hear from him? You got to dot the I and cross the T. You got to do this and you got to do that. He will meet you right where you are. He met Thomas right in the position and the place of doubt. And he said to him, do not disbelieve, only believe. And at that moment, Thomas made a confession of faith. My God, my Lord and my God. Right there, he met Jesus in doubt. He was a doubter. Now he is a believer. Jesus said to him, you have believed because you have seen. But blessed are those, listen, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. I believe that's us, y'all. I believe that's us. I believe that right there is for us. See, you have believed, Thomas. You, you, you've got a chance. You, you see me for yourself. Amen. But blessed are those who have not seen. Y'all, for years, I've been hearing about Jesus. I know he's real. I ain't never seen him. But one day, I'm going to see him for myself. <laughs> listen, listen. Not, not because I'm saying I, I ain't going to believe it until I see it. No, 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 no. I'm going to see it because I believe he there. Amen. Jesus says, blessed are those who believe, who have not seen. Y'all, that is us. We are believers. And guess what? One day we're going to see him for ourselves. Look at this. And I'm almost finished. I'm, Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the airport. I'm coming to the airport. About to land the plane. Look at this. This is good. This is good. I think this is probably... Just as important as them seeing Jesus, these last two verses. It says, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of, his, of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life. In his name. It says many other signs that he did that are not written, but these are written that you may believe. What are these? I've taken a little bit of Greek. Pekino. It's actually these things are written that you may believe. And what are these things that are written? Listen to this. Does anybody remember when we started this series, we heard that 
Jesus changed water into wine? It's these things. Anybody remember that he healed the official son? These things. What about the paralyzed man that laid at the pool of Bethesda? It was these things that are written. What about the feeding of the 5,000? It's these things. What about Jesus walking on water? It's these things that was written. What about the healing of the man who was blind from birth? It's these things that are written. What about Lazarus being raised from the grave? It's these things that was written. What about Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection? It's these things that are written so that we may believe. Listen, I want to, I want to, Say something. I want to read. I know what this pastor says, but I want to read it like it is it's, it's put in his original language. It says this. We read it like this. That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. But actually, in the original language, it is written this way. The Christ... The Son of God is Jesus. This Christ, the Son of God, is Jesus. So what it's saying is that this person that you've walked with, this person that you've seen, it is he who is the Messiah. It is he who is the Son of God. Y'all, that is good stuff right there. See, 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 sometimes we know folk, but, you know, we just assume folk. You ever knew somebody and, and you've, you, you, you've had conversation with them, but you didn't really know who they was? But when, they, when you find out who they are, it's like, oh, it was him. There was this lady that was telling a story. She was talking about this boy, and she was saying how he grew up, and he did this, and he was a police officer, and he done this. And, and, and th- th- this lady said, as she continued to talk, I said, wait a minute. You're talking about me. She said, oh, you are the other son. I was like, yeah, that is me. She was talking about me, but she didn't know me. So what John is writing, he's like, I don't want you to see Jesus and miss who he is. I want you to know that this this is the Christ. This is the son of God. This is the one that will save the world from their sins. This is the Christ. This Jesus is the one. So what I need y'all to know, that as we leave this place today, the one that we celebrated, he is the Christ. The one that we rejoiced about, the one that we went, came to church and went home and had feasts, he is the one. He is the only one that can save a sin-sick world. He is the only one that can change the heart of man. He is the only one that can give sight to the blind. He is the only one that can turn folk around. He is the one. The Christ, the Son of God, is Jesus. Let us pray. God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for the fact that we know you'll meet us where we are. We don't have to dot our I's and cross our T's. God, you simply ask 
that we believe. God, I'm grateful that we don't have to have all the answers. I don't know a lot of things, but I know this. God, you sent your son Jesus to die for the sins of the world. God, I know that he stayed dead three days. But on the third morning, he got up with all power in his hands. God, I'm grateful that he's not just for me. He's for all who believe. So, Father, we thank you for meeting us where we are. We thank you, God, for taking us from doubt to believe. God, we thank you for being everything that we need. God, we love you. We praise you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.